0: Welcome to the Menlo Midweek podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind the scenes look at their teaching process.
1: We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek.
0: Well, welcome everybody to the Menlo Midweek podcast. Super excited this week. Mark and I are here, and we're here with Chris, Chris Conakonde preach for our online service this weekend, as well as San Mateo. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks for being here.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks yes. for having me. Yeah, my name is Chris Conakondi, and I am the Adult Discipleship Director at the San Mateo campus, and I've been at Menlo for about three and a half years. That's Love awesome. my campus. Yeah, Love my campus. You do such
1: a great job at San Mateo, too. I have a, such a soft spot in my heart for that campus, and... Part of that reason for that soft spot is you, Chris. So we're really appreciative oh. of what you do. And if you, a fun fact about Chris that I'll share is that she also loves fly
2: fishing. And oh, so that's
1: a really fun thing to have someone at work to talk about fly fishing with.
2: I'm learning. I love that. I'm learning that's a lot. So fun.
1: Chris is one of the few people that I'm willing to share my secret fly fishing spots with. So, Ooh. Chris big part of my heart goes to you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a very special place,
2: I have to say. Yes.
1: And so, Chris, you've taught a little bit before at San Mateo, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. And this was your first time teaching for online.
2: Yes, it was. Super great. How was that experience? A little nerve wracking, um, but not as hard as I thought it might be. Okay. And helped to have you all there and to just, I don't know, put me at ease. A lot of people praying really helped a lot and made it feel just a little more natural and um,
0: easier.
1: Did you think it was easier or harder than preaching live in person?
2: Easier. Oh, easier. interesting.
0: Okay. I feel like most of our preachers say the other way. Yeah, That's why? It's funny. Yeah.
2: Probably because they have more experience preaching live. <laughs> that might
0: be it. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I don't have as much. I mean, I do teaching, but preaching is a little bit different. Sure, sure. So in in the context of preaching to my own campus where I'm, pretty well known mm-hmm. and it feels um a little weightier like if i i don't know if i mess up or something like that it feels like i'll disappoint my campus oh yeah it's that pressure sure. i think sure
1: hmm well, for those that haven't listened to her message yet, it's available on our podcast, on YouTube, in the app. But Chris, if you could just give a short summary of, of your message, or again, we're feasting through the Gospel of John. This is our Lenten series. And then you were, your topic was feeding the 5,000, which was yes. so fun. Super so yeah, fun. we'd love to hear a little bit um, of a quick summary of your message.
0: Just a quick note. If you're listening to this podcast and you attended a campus this Sunday, and it wasn't San Mateo, you might be like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) So just so you guys all know, every like six weeks or so, we have live campus preaching. And so that we usually just ask one of the preachers who are going to be preaching in person, if they would also be willing to film online. So that is why Chris is here. She filmed for our online but if you, again, if you're out on campus, you might be confused. So hopefully that cleared that up a little bit. But anyways, go for it, Chris. Okay, yeah. So the passage is John 6, 1 through 15,
2: and it is on the feeding of the 5,000, which is just an incredible miracle. You know, the disciples had just witnessed Jesus performing miracles in the previous chapter. But, you know, somehow they, it's a new chapter, and they see all these people coming, and they freak out a little bit mm-hmm. and think like, oh my goodness, we cannot wrap our heads around this, the possibility of feeding all these people with two fish and five loaves. So, but of course, nothing is too hard for Jesus. So he not only feeds the whole crowd until they're stuffed, but he provides such an abundance of food that there Mm. are leftovers. Mm. And like the disciples, I think it's easy for many of us, it's easy for me to look at what we have and think it's not enough because we forget about Jesus and his power. And so it's easy to give in to a scarcity mindset instead of an abundant mindset, which I see as like a posture of confident belief that he can do anything with whatever we have to offer. Jesus simply asks us to begin with what we have and bring it to him. That's so
1: good. It's so good. <laughs> when you're mentioning, because that's, that's something that stuck out to me when I, when I first heard it, was the, the, the mindset of abundance versus not. And so, is that a concept that you came up with, or did you hear that somewhere before?
2: Yeah, I've most definitely heard it before. Okay. And I think, you know, sometimes I am a glass is half empty kind of person. Mm. Um, and then I have a bunch of positivity people around me and they drive me nuts. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, I just think that it's so easy in our entitled um, area in which we live mm-hmm. and with. So much privilege that we have mm. to lose sight of that, and when one thing goes wrong, to just say, "Oh my gosh, like you know, I don't have enough and I don't have this and that and so I just I liked that tension of like where's the good balance, yeah. and then where am I not believing that Jesus will provide for me?" Wow,
0: that's so incredible. Mm-hmm. It's just like i we could end here and like just be good <laughs> um, so you get twenty minutes to preach your sermon. And I most people we've talked to so far are like, "Oh, I could have gone like 45." Um, so what are some ideas maybe that you wanted to preach on but you had to trim so they didn't really make the cut?
2: Yeah, I think a couple things we were thinking of was um maybe spending a little bit more time on kind of a call to serve. You know, because we God does give us gifts and talents and he does call us to share that with people. And I did mention serving, but I, w- I didn't go too deep into that. So I think I would have done that. But I also would have liked to have led with a celebration of people who have already been giving mm. of their time, talent, and treasure. Because we have a very generous congregation and um, people who serve in so many different ways and they do it quietly. Um, but. Last weekend, we had our Run for Hope, and we had uh, over 400 people signed up from the San Mateo campus, wow. and Whoa. a lot of people uh, across all campuses, and it, it should be celebrated. So we got to have a celebration lunch, but yeah. it would have been nice if we could have maybe had more of the numbers and stories from you know what happened, but it's too soon, I think. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. Um, also had the idea of maybe handing out, I mean, since this is around food, right? Mm -hmm. The whole series is feasting around the table, um, handing out like Swedish fish or goldfish packets (laughs) so that they're COVID safe, but instead (laughs) of just giving it to people, giving it to them and saying, don't eat this yourself, but Mm. give this to somebody else. So it's kind of like you're giving what you have to somebody else to bless them. And then the other thing is um, thinking about like how to have a more significant kind of response to, you know, what I'm asking people to do. Hmm. So if I'm asking you to bring what you have, believe that it's enough and bring that to Jesus and believe that he's going to do the impossible with that, like what's something they can do with their bodies or, you know, like stand or sit with a posture like your your palms up in surrender surrendering whatever you give to Jesus something like that wow that was it sounds
1: like you've really thought through not only what it would mean to listen to the message but also internalize it and then maybe give steps to then go out and do this in your community like share food or a posture of worship after so that's incredible
2: yeah we well we We hope (laughs) that—we ask a couple questions all the time, and it's, what is Jesus saying to you right now, and what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so the hope is that at the end of the sermon that people know what, at least what step they want to go in, and what they want to do about it.
1: Sure. And so as you were preparing for this message, you had a lot of things that— you probably wanted to include or didn't have time for, but also were there things that you were really wrestling with, like when you first read the passage or read it again, or were were there ideas or concepts that were that you had to really think through in order to present
2: yeah so i I think um, i just I really wanted to spend some time kind of critically looking at the passage. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that sometimes I get lost in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this, oh, but this sounds good. And the root word of this is this. And then I can <laughs> easily get completely lost. And then there's too much content or it's not helpful. So I had to find a good balance. And at the same time, I think, you know, we need to have a good balance between critically looking at the text, but also have, sharing stories mm-hmm. because that's how most people say they learn is by hearing about other people's experiences. <clears throat> we always have a lot of great stories about God providing. So, it was tr- trying to find that balance between, you know, spending a lot of time in the text and kind of head knowledge and mm-hmm. then but sharing about kind of the heart experiences that people have of God providing and using what they have. So tried to strike that balance. Um, it, but I, I definitely had to wrestle oh, sure. and cut some things out that I probably wanted to include, <laughs> but knew it just like, I just wanted to include it. It doesn't really enhance it or um, add, to, mm-hmm. add to the story.
0: I would say you did such a good job with that balance because you know, as I was listening to you, I love the like, oh well, in you know Greek or Hebrew, it means this, and so what you know God is actually saying is this is always so fascinating to me because you know i you grew up reading the Bible and usually like one translation, maybe a couple, but it's usually all pretty similar, and so you kind of for me growing up in the church like I have this mindset of this is what they were saying but then you're like no actually in the original text it was saying something almost com- maybe not completely different but different enough and so I love that and I think especially you know we talk about this in our church and in this area so many people there's we have so many smart people that attend and live around here and so you know to come at at it from both angles of let me give you some knowledge, but also let me give you some like heart knowledge. I think mm-hmm. it's just so powerful because then it meets both needs because I am a total feeler. And so even though that stuff fascinates me, I'm more like, tell me a story and make me cry because then I'm going to want to, you know, I'm going to be moved to kind of do something. So I think you, you found that really good balance in oh. there and I think you did a good job. Thank you yeah. so
2: much.
1: Chris, now that you have delivered this message and you maybe, maybe had a couple days to think about it, were there anything that if you could have gone longer, you would have wished that you would have included maybe a different sermon illustration or something that, I don't know, as as you've had some time away from, like you said, just diving so deeply into the passage, once you step back a little bit, what what's that like? And would you share anything differently?
2: I think one thing I would have done differently or, yeah, maybe would have liked to have done differently is um, the story about Lisa and Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a video um, that I think we're making accessible for people and it was more focused on how the community helped them in their grief, Mm. which didn't really completely align with kind of the message I wanted to share through their story, but they are so inspirational and compelling. And so to see their faces and hear their voices, I think is very powerful. So I would have loved to have done an interview with them or just have them share their story. And, and they actually don't see it as bragging about themselves, even though when I talked with them to prepare for the message. I said, okay, now I just want you to brag about yourself. I want you to think about all the things that you've been doing in spite of your grief. And they were like, uh and I, I would bring something what about garage church? And they're like, oh yeah, that's right. We did <laughs> that's that. So great. So I think there's something it just personalizes it so much. And they're just like the neatest people. So I would have loved to have done that, like to actually have a, a video of them. Uh, in in the message and just so people can see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, I had a couple other things I think that I really wanted to dive into and um felt like it could have been related to the message but didn't didn't completely engage in the concept of Jesus as a generous provider mm. and this idea of bringing whatever you have to him. Mm-hmm. So, um I loosely alluded to John 15 about the true vine and mm-hmm. I really would have loved to have incorporated threads of that throughout mm. the message yeah. just because I think it's so powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um he's telling us that we are part of him and we have to remain in him. And so we know like apart from him we can do nothing, mm-hmm. but when we are with him like all things are possible. Uh, and so I kind of had little bits of that, but I would have liked to have tied that back to the initial illustration of the vineyard. And You mean your parents' vineyard?
0: Yeah, my parents' vineyard. I have so many questions. <laughs> I know. I was like, I oh, why aren't we filming there? Uh, it is so oh amazing.
2: Gosh. It was such a spiritual experience. Um, and then along with that, um, part of why I even wanted to have that illustration is there's a book called Scouting the Divine by Margaret Feinberg, and in this book, she goes out and finds Jesus in three different scenarios. So she meets with a shepherdess, a beekeeper, and a winemaker. And so I kept thinking about that part, About and I read, I found my book and was reading those parts, and I would have loved to have... Included more parts about that. But, you know, it wasn't all about wine. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did that. That was week one, right? Jesus turned yep. water into wine. Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, going back to a, something I struggled with, I initially thought, can I even include that? But, but John Crosby talked yeah. about wine. So, so then I figured okay. it's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so funny. Um, I love um, what you were saying. I mean, it's the title of the sermon is The Generous Provider. And I love that it's not just Jesus the provider; it's Jesus the generous provider, hmm. and that He just goes above and beyond to provide. Um, can you like dig into that a little bit of just like you know what does that actually look like in reality? I think you you gave a couple examples at the end of your sermon of you know maybe it's singleness or maybe it's a family member or whatever. Yeah, maybe what does that actually look like? I don't know if in practice is the right word of like Jesus being a generous provider.
2: Yeah. I I think one of the first thing that comes to mind is I mentioned kind of marital status as Mm -hmm. something. So like Mm -hmm. your marriage, your singleness, um, a divorce, and I've had all of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And in different seasons, you know, felt like it could be really easy to go to the scarcity part. I was a single mom for six years Mm -hmm. and, that was a really hard time, and I I never thought that actually that I would get remarried. Hmm. Um, and, you know, God brought me a, a husband, and so I've been remarried, but it's, what do I do in that time that I'm waiting? Mm-hmm. Or I've known people who are single into their 40s, and, you know, in the church, that's a really hard thing. Uh, if you're not married in your 20s, and you're in the church, you're already kind of, on the periphery Mm -hmm. in some ways like Mm -hmm. it's not intentional but i feel like the church kind of gravitates and i'm saying the big c church of course but kind of gravitates toward the nuclear family and you know the single parents or the singles in their 30s and 40s are are kind of not excluded but not always part of the conversation Mm -hmm. so it can be really easy to just say well i'm not I'm just not even, I don't even count, you know, like Mm. whatever I have, I can't do much with it because I'm single Mm. or whatever. And I knew somebody at my previous church who was in her, I want to say mid forties and single, and she wanted to be married, but she didn't let that stop her from doing things for God's kingdom. Mm. And she was super active and served and just had a huge heart for God. And we didn't hear her complaining about um, loneliness, which is totally valid and legitimate, but she just didn't wait. She didn't say like, I will do this after I get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I found myself having to say that too, that like, life doesn't end because my marriage ended, so what am I gonna bring to God? And then he, he can turn beautiful things into that, um, yeah. And he he just provides abundantly, like beyond what we could possibly think of or imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: I could talk about that topic for hours being a single woman in my mid thirties. I'm like, let's keep talking about this. But that's so good. It's just such a sweet reminder of, you know, God is he is a generous provider and, you know, you may not have this one specific thing that you're hoping for or dreaming for, whether it is marriage or a family or whether it's like the perfect job or you know the uh, owning a home in the Bay Area, you know, but if we allow God into that season or that area of your life, He will provide and other maybe in other ways, you know, but he always provides and he I, you know that's the verse of um he I'm just gonna butcher this, but it gives abundantly more than anything you could want or hope for. I just like cling to that so much, and mm-hmm. I think abundance and being a generous provider is such a kind of go hand in hand with that. So I just, I love that you're saying that. It's so good.
1: Yeah, Chris, we're just so thankful for your thoughtfulness and how you've approached this and really made it accessible for, like you said, everyone. We we don't want to feel like this message was for a certain subsect of people within our church. We want this to feel like it's for everyone. And I think you did a really great job at that. And Mm -hmm. so just thank you so much for sharing your heart. Thank you so much for sharing all of your stories. And if you are listening to this and go to the San Mateo campus, just go find Chris on Sunday and tell her she did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Chris, thanks so much for being with us.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. And before we go, we will put a link to the Gonzo and I'm blanking on the YC. Lisa, Lisa, I'm so sorry. Uh, We'll put a link to that this YouTube video from, I think they said 2017, maybe. I don't, maybe that's too long ago. Either way, we did a story video that Chris was talking about. We'll put it as a link in the show notes so people can watch it if they want, because it is a good video and it's a powerful story. It's
2: a great, great story of community and how community makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, Great.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again. Thank you. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to our Round the Table series. We have an awesome devotional for you to help you draw near to Jesus through scripture, prayer, and conversation with others, and we want to encourage you to check that out. We have hard copies available on all of our campuses, or you can download the PDF at Lent. There's also different activities you can do with your family, as well as recipes and other ways that you can connect with each other and God in this season.
1: And Jess and I here at the Online Church would love to connect with you this week. If you need prayer or encouragement, just text us. Text our online team at 650-600-0402. Or if you can't get one of the physical copies of our booklets, if you're out of the area, we'd love to mail you one. So reach out if you'd like one. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. And this was Menlo Midweek.